Hey, it's Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. I hope this message challenges you. I hope that it inspires you. But more importantly, I hope that it helps you grow spiritually. If you want to be a part of what we're doing here at Redefined Church, you can always support us by going to liveredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. You're thinking of truth. Truth. It's dangerous to know enough about something to think that you're right. But it's even more dangerous to know enough about something to believe that you're not wrong or that you could not be wrong. And so this morning, when it comes to truth, how do you define it? How do you define truth? If you're sitting solo this morning watching from some, you know, island or some from Cape Cod, and so many people have been at Cape Cod this, this summer, it's been incredible. Just engage in the, in the comment section. What, how do you define truth? What do you define truth to be? And here's what's crazy, is the dictionary says that truth is the quality or state of being true. It's pretty close, right? It also defines the gospel truth as a fact or belief that is accepted as true. A fact or belief that is believed, or belief that is accepted as true. So now the question is, do you believe what the dictionary says to be true about truth? Is the dictionary where you go for truth? No, it's not. And so my definition of truth is the Bible. We were, I was having a conversation with one of my good friends this week, and I said, well, what do you say truth is? And he said, what do you say truth is? And I said, it's the Bible. Like, because I'm pretty concrete, just like that's where it is, it's the Bible. Like, that's it. And so uh, as believers, our view is and should remain that that the truth for any subject in our lives is the Bible. The truth is God's view on every subject. And so then that means that the Bible is the absolute standard in which we should measure reality. So if I take that should out of there, it says this is, meaning the Bible, the absolute standard in which we measure reality. Now, if that were true for everybody, the world would be in such a better place. In John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. God is a God of truth. What, what the Bible is saying, what John 16, 13 says, is the spirit of God is the spirit of truth. God only functions in the realm of truth. He doesn't live anywhere else. It's only truth. That's why he sits in the position he does, and that's why a lot of people view him like they do, is because the truth is hard, right? Truth is hard. And so for a lot of us, truth looks and feels just like this. It's a sign it's been walked over, it's been trampled on, you can tell it's been down there for a while, it's forgotten, right? It's old, it's a once was. And the truth for a lot of people is the hope that was once carried that it once carried the the hope that the truth once brought has been lost for a lot of us the truth right here in the bible is a lot like that sign it's it's a little dusty and it just needs to be like dusted off and the thing is is as believers the issue that we're facing is culture and society have really removed absolute truth from our understanding of reality. Totally. 
And so what you see is people who used to respect and readily listen to and men just engage in the truth, they forgot that it exists. And when that happens, what that means is God's become a concept to us. He's a has-been or once-was. That's not truth. It's not truth. But that happens because God, because people don't see God as a living being who loves and cares and is alive and is working right now on our behalf. And because we don't see him as a living being, that means biblical truth is no longer how we measure reality. It goes back to the dictionary. But the reality is, is truth is still here. And just like the picture, truth might not be that sign that's on the ground. It might be something that you know way back in the back of your head. And so for me growing up, when I had to listen to a message about truth, I was like, I know this message. I know, I know these scriptures. And me saying that was just as good as that sign being on the ground or the word being in the back of my head, file 13 away, right? Like it's just back there. And the reality is, is even if it's in your head, it's just as good as a sign on the ground because it's, it's lost its place in your life. And it, the reality though, is it's still there. It's still there. It just needs to be picked up. It just needs to be picked up, dust it off, right? And used again. The thing that I believe God is saying most in this season is so loud. It's so loud to me. In meeting with a pastor earlier this week, we talked a little bit about the topic and he said, God is saying this so loud that we can't even hear it. And what's he saying? Pick it up. Pick it up. Just get back. Just get back to this. Look at the truth. Stop looking at all of this. God is speaking right now. He's telling us, if you will get in the truth, if you'll find truth, find truth, build on truth. It's the message. John 14, 6 says, this is Jesus. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Without me, no one can go to the Father, God. No one without me. Why? Because I'm the truth and he's the truth. God only functions in truth, right? Same as the sun. What, what, what we saw in John 16, 13 is true of John 14, 6. God and the son, God, the Father, Jesus' Son are the truth. Where does the truth live? Where does the truth live? If we believe truth, if we are believers, if we believe truth, then solutions to our lives should start with God's view in our situation. It should start with, what does God have to say about this? How often do we ask ourselves that though? That's uncomfortable and, you know, could bring some shame. And so let's not ask God to, to, to take a look here. The reality is he sees it anyways. And so you might as well invite him in, right? And so if you believe, then the truth should be included in every situation that you're in. And we should start with God's view on our marriage. We should start with what God is, what's God's view on 
uh, our finances and my job uh, with <laughs> my kids, with uh, this, this, this issue I have over here. What does God say about it? And so then we've got to get real with ourselves. And the problem is, that's a lot easier for me to say than it is for us all to do it. Because every day in our daily routine, from the time we wake up and shut our alarm off till at night when, if you watch the evening news, from sun up to sundown, or from the time your head gets off the pillow to the time you hit it again, the number one battle that we face is the difference between truth and lies. It's the battle that we all face. Some different than others, but that, that's reality. And so in all, in all of that, what you need to know is it's real easy to get caught up and say, well, I know all the facts. I have all the facts. And it's good to have all the facts. And you can even have a good feeling and say, well, this feels really good. Okay. This feels right. This feels right. It feels true. And you can have a ton of information. You can have a ton of information. But just because you have facts and feelings and information does not mean that you have the truth. It means you have facts, feelings, and information. Because you only find truth in one place, right? In John 8, 32, Jesus said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Y'all knew that, right? You knew I was coming with that. He did not say, you'll know the facts. He did not say, you'll have a feeling. And he did not say that you'll have great information. He said, you will know the truth. You will know the truth. The only way you know the truth is to get in the truth because to know it, you have to be in it, right? And so then to know the truth and for the truth to set me free, that means, that means freedom from stress, anxiety, worry, depression, addiction, uh, all of the uh, freedom from sin in my life does not happen until you find and believe truth. Truth. This is why people's testimonies are so great for believers, because we can relate. It's why believers speak with such passion, right? It's because we've learned it, we've lived it, and we've experienced it. We're leading it in our lives. And so we can stand 100% confident in what we're doing because we know it. And it's not just a, yeah, information filed away back there where you dig back through it. It's in your heart. It's in your feet. It's in who you are, right? And so the unbeliever, the person who doesn't doesn't believe and and is not experienced is like, when's this guy going to get off the screen? Right? Um, are you ready for lunch? Can we go to lunch? Right? That's the tough part. That's the tough part. And so then, what the goal should be is, is instead of referencing truth, okay, seeking God, we turn to the external things for information, right? Instead of referencing the truth, Instead of seeking God, we turn to this bookcase, right? And the goal is to gain information. If we can just gain a ton of information, 
If I can gain enough information on a topic, I can make an educated decision. An educated decision is not based on the truth, though. You want to make a truthful decision, something that will last. And so then if we all seek truth, we'd make wise decisions rooted in God's word, built on godly principles, and we would not lack. We would not lack. And that's for somebody today because it wasn't in there. It's Psalms 3410. But those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So this is David. This is what David tells us in Psalms 34. If you seek the Lord, if you seek truth, you lack no good thing. The secret to your personal success today is not a pill. It's not a process. It's not a program. It's not a person in office. Your personal success is not a therapy session. It's not a, uh, goodness, man. It's not a book. It's not a seminar. It's, it's not even positive thinking. And it's not psychology. All those things are great support to the truth. Man, if, if I am in the truth and I'm speaking the truth, that's totally different than saying, I'm a good person. Things are going to happen for me today, right? Everybody can speak positive. Speaking positive is one of, the, one of the root principles of our house, but it's rooted in the truth. It's rooted in Colossians chapter 3. It's not rooted in, hey, man, make sure you say 10 things good about yourself today, and, and you're just going to kick today's butt. That's false. That's false because the reality is today's going to kick you in the butt. How are you going to respond? Respond to the externals, you're going to respond with the truth, right? That's the decision we have to make. And so then, in dealing with the past four weeks of this series, you can have all the heart in the world. You can have all the heart in the world. You can stand as firm as you want. You can fight as hard as you want. You can be as bold as you want. But if it's not rooted in truth, you fall flat. We all fall flat without the truth. It's the truth. The truth is what sets us free. The truth brings freedom. Freedom brings joy, happiness, and peace. So then today, today, you have to identify the situation or the circumstance that you're facing. You have to find the root. The one thing that we're really good at is finding fruit. Oh, that's a problem. And we go and pick that up and we're like, this is the problem we have to solve. Well, the problem is if we're always solving fruit problems, we never get to the root and the tree keeps producing problems. We have to get to the root of the problem to kill the fruit. And so then today you need to identify the root of the problem. And once you identify the root, you're going to seek. Seek and you will find, right? It's Matthew 7. Seek and you will find. Seek what God says about the issue, about the circumstance, about, the, about where you are, about the trial. You're going to seek. Colossians 3, 2, this is what you can do after you're seeking. You're seeking because Colossians 3, 2 says, set your things on, or set your mind on things above, on things, on the things of heaven, not on the things in front of you. When I set my mind on the things in front of me, it's easy to get lost. And, and to grab, to grab that handle in your car, whatever you call that handle in your car, it's really easy to grab that handle and just hang on for dear life. It's not who God's called you to be. Here's why. Here's why you're going to identify and seek. Because of this, because behind every self-defeating behavior, 
behind every self-defeating behavior in your life, there is a lie that you've been believing. There's a lie that you've told yourself. For example, if you're, if you're deeply in credit card debt right now, that was a lie that you believed. Just put it on the card. We'll eventually dig our way out of that, right? That's nothing to joke about. I have, I have some friends who are in serious trouble right now. My heart goes out, but it was because they listened to a lie. You say, well, I have to have that car. I've got to have that car. It's a 2020, man. I got to have that car. We've got to have that house. We've got to move into that house. If we have that house, then we have all this. Is that true? Is that true? Because the reality is, do you have to have it? Do you have to have it? Can you prove that that's true? Can you prove that that's true? And the answer is no. And what really stinks is, is once you get, you know, the car or the outfit or who knows, man, the suit, the, the house, you get it and you're happy with it for how long? Seven, 10, maybe even seven to 10 days, maybe even two months. But then you start looking again. You start looking again because why? It's not rooted in truth. You thought it was going to bring something that it, that it didn't. Not saying that God's not included. Was the decision based on truth? Was the decision based on truth? We lie to ourselves all the time. We tell ourselves we need and we got to have. But you have to face truth if you're ever going to see change. If you want to see improvement, you have to face the truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. He said, the truth will set you free. The hard part about the truth is it's liable to kick you in the butt. The hard part about the truth is it's liable to make you miserable before it makes you better, right? And the reason that truth makes you miserable is because you deny it. The reason that truth makes me miserable is because I deny it. Ah, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. And the reality is the longer I deny it, the more miserable it makes me, okay? But the moment... The moment that you're honest with the truth about yourself and everything else in life, that's the moment that truth starts to set you free. That's the moment the handcuffs come off and the chains break and all the worship songs that we've ever sung. It's because we're not denying truth anymore. It's not a matter of opinion. It's a matter of truth. It's not a fact or some information. It's not how good I feel because we can't live our lives on that either. It is because I'm not denying truth. And when I do not deny the truth, the truth starts to set me free because I accept. Because I accept. This is why our relationship with Jesus is so important. Because he said, I'm the truth, not I have it. He didn't say I have it. He said, I am it, right? He didn't say I can point the way. He didn't say I can teach that. He didn't say, I could. He said, I am. I am the truth. And the truth today is you can trust his word. He never lied. You can trust his word. His word is found in the Bible. Some Bibles color it red. <laughs> the Bible is the truth. It's a standard that we measure everything with right here. This is what we measure reality with. This. And this alone. 
It's not something that Uncle Jed said one time in passing after he had had, you know, a cigar. That's not truth, okay? Well, Uncle Jed said it. <laughs> Do you know Uncle Jed? Uncle Jed and this? <laughs> That's, that would be the bigger question, right? And so then, you can trust his word because it's found in the Bible. Because once you find the truth, this is a big point if you're taking notes. Because once you find the truth about what God says about your circumstance, he will inform the facts. He'll bring clarity to the situation. Once you find the truth, okay, once you identify the issue and seek the truth, once you find the truth about your circumstance, about the situation you're in, God will inform the facts of your situation, right? Now, here's what's great. When his truth informs your facts, you're going to know how to pray about it. You're going to know how to pray about it. And here's what's good about praise. Well, I'm not a good prayer. You're going to commit it to God. You're going to actually ask God for help. Not, uh, and I think that's the issue is we have to see this is as, as when I actually pray about this to God, I give it to God. When you give it to God, you invite him into the trenches with you. He's going to come and battle with you. Instead of you excluding him and blaming him for the situation you're in, you invite him in to work in it right? And so then now he's like, all right, now it's a party. Now there's, now we can do this, right? And once you pray about it, God's been included. And because he's been included, he's going to lead you on how to move forward truthfully. Truthfully. Second Timothy 3.16, if you want to write this down, this tells us exactly what the truth is meant to do in our lives. It's a paraphrase of seriously the last page of notes that we've had. All scripture is inspired by God. Every Bible verse is inspired by God, even the black letters, right? And is useful to teach us what is true. It's useful to teach us the truth and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Ah, that's that hard truth to swallow. But when we don't deny the truth, it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses the truth to prepare and equip all believers for good words, good works, deeds, or actions. It's a couple of versions put together there in the last scripture. God uses the truth. God uses the truth to prepare and equip all believers. Everyone who calls on Jesus as Savior for good works, deeds, and actions. 2 Timothy 3.16-17 to 17 paraphrases this. His truth gives us the good life. His truth gives us the good life. What I hope that you see today from this is that the Bible is like a map. It's like a map. It shows us where to walk and how to walk, right? It shows us how to stay on the path, right? It shows us when to get off the path. It helps us get back on the path. When you rely on God's truth to show you where and how you should walk, it will give you the instruction. The truth will set you free. It will give you instruction and knowledge that you need to lead your life, to lead in truth. So what's our prayer today? Wrapping up. So what's our prayer today? 
It's everything that we've discussed this morning. You find it in Psalms 25, verse 1 through 5. And I'm going to challenge you to read this out loud with me, and let's read it out loud with purpose. For some of you, this might be the first time that you've ever read Psalms 25, 1 through 5. Uh, your action step today would read the whole thing, but 1 through 5 are really going to give you the gist of what we're after this morning. It says, Oh Lord, I give my life to you. I trust in you and you alone. And no one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, as disgrace only comes from those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day, every day, I put my hope in you. I put my hope in you. Lead me by your truth and teach me. That means we have to be open and willing to walk in truth and not deny it. And not deny it. If you look at verse 3, we open with Ephesians. Ephesians in verse 20 says, So get rid of your old self, which made you live as you used to, the old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. The old self that was being destroyed by deceitful desires. When you look at verse 3, you see, And no one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced, as disgrace only comes from those who try to deceive others. That's not where we live. So we're not denying and we're not deceiving. We are living in truth. We're learning of truth, living in truth, and leading truth in our lives. And so here's your action step today. If you just read Psalms 25, 1 through 5, and you're serious, especially with verse 1, Oh Lord, I give you my life. Here's what I want to challenge you to do. Email me. I'm not going to lead you in a prayer today. We've prayed today. And we just said this out loud. And part of that is your first step. And your next step is to either email, call, or text me. And I know that if you're introverted, the first thing you want to do is probably email. And so that informa- that email address is dusty at liveredefined.com. My text is 313-636-1127. That's also the church number. And if you would say, I'm not ready to pray, but I have questions, I want you to send them to me. And you can send them right now when we get done with the service and I'll be, I'll be waiting. And so send them, I would love to have a conversation with you, help you take a next step, identify a next step and help you move forward in your faith with Christ. And so before we transition to discussion time, we're going to take a moment and give, and I'm going to reference Psalms 34, 10 in this. When you seek God with your finances, Psalms 34, 10 is a promise to you. It says, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Your finances are the one thing that touch everything you have. And so from uh, the pillowcase that you lay your head on to the car you drive to the heat that heats your house, your finances touch everything you have. And so because they do, it's the one way that God can bless everything that you touch. And so when you honor God with the tithe, he's quick. He says, test me in this and see if I don't pour out a blessing on you that you cannot comprehend. And so there's never such thing as being too blessed because God has an abundant amount of resources that he wants to put in your lap because of your faithfulness. So if you're giving today, thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Because of you, the gospel goes on. Because of you, people hear the message. And that's why we exist. And so we appreciate it. If you need giving instruction today, there's a slide on the screen right now. There's a couple ways we give, either online or text. Those are super safe and secure. Going to be very, very simple for you to do. You can always do snail mail, even though there's a lot of hoopla going around the mail right now. The mail still runs 
and it still works just fine. And so if that's how you choose to give, you're going to be blessed either way. And we are um, super thankful for you. And so let me pray the giving, and then I'm going to give you your next uh, steps. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the fact that people come and give on a regular basis here. Lord, thank you for the support that we have, Lord, for um, the people who open their hands willingly because they believe in your message, because they believe in the gospel, because they believe in the truth. Lord, thank you for making it and keeping it relevant in their lives and the lives of all those who can hear me right now. I just ask you, Lord, to bring peace and health and abundance, Lord, and prosperity to the houses of those who support us financially. Thank you so much, Lord, for um, all that you're doing in uh, right here in Gross Point, the Detroit area, especially through the hospital outreaches that we've been doing. And I'm just grateful, Lord, to be a part of this. Thank you, Lord, for sending us great partners, for keeping great people here, holding our arms up, Lord, so we can continue to do the work that you've called us to do. I ask you to bless the rest of our morning together. Bless our conversations today. Father God, I just ask that you would help people to be real. I know that they're sitting with people close to them. And so then, Father, if there's those things that need to be addressed, Lord, I ask you to help them to address them. Help them to call those things that may be in the dark to light. Lord, help us. Help the people who are sitting and hearing to not deny truth anymore, Lord, but to seek your truth so they can move forward in their faith with you, their relationship with you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so I have three questions for discussion today. We're going to put a timer on the clock. It's going to be super simple. It's only six minutes. So don't think that I'm going to make you sit down for 20 minutes and, and have awkward silence because I wouldn't do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. So I wouldn't do that to you. And so there are three questions. The first question we're asking you to identify. The second question we're asking you to seek. It's essentially the message. And the third question I'm going to ask you to celebrate. And so here's the point. The first two questions, I'm going to ask you to go a little bit deeper. You're going to have to identify and probably get out of denial mode a little bit and identify uh, something that's, that's, that's causing uh, some issues with you. If you would say, Dusty, that is, uh, that's not where I'm trying to be this morning. The message was enough, or I'm in a place where, um, where I just need to celebrate. I'm in a place where um, uh, I'm, I'm hurting right now. One, reach out to us. You can either email me or email us uh, your prayer request at prayer at liveredefined.com. And we pray on a regular basis. We're praying for our teammates every day. We pray for those who support our ministry every day. And we would love to put you on that list. And whatever you whatever you have a prayer need for, send it to us and we will partner with you. We're going to stay in an agreement and make sure that God meets you where you're at and so uh, and moves you forward. And so don't miss that. And so if you're in a place of hurt, your, your goal today is just to answer question number three. And so uh, those questions are this. So you can start thinking as as why it gets it ready. What in your life are you pretending is not a problem, but you know needs to be addressed? Identify. Number two, what does God's word say? What does the truth say about your issue, your circumstance? That's seeking God. Dusty, I don't know how to seek. Well, there's a couple ways to do this. You can get on the internet. They're all going to include the internet, by the way. And you can go to BibleGateway.com or BibleHub.com. Uh, they're not partners of ours, but those are both resources that I use on a regular basis. So you can go there and just type in the keyword, Scriptures on blank, or trust your good friend Google. He always takes you to the right place. You can Google Scriptures on lying, right? Whatever that, that thing is. And you're gonna, what's immediately going to come up is nine batrillion options on truth. And so you're going to click on one of those uh, scriptures. More than likely, one of them is going to be Bible Hub or Bible Gateway. Those are trusted sources for me. And uh, that's how you seek. The third question is this. 
how and where have you seen God's truth set you free? And so then, uh, if we get to a place where we're stuck in one and two, number three is essentially the way to end on a good note, to end with some peace and some celebration. The whole goal of three is to celebrate. Let me look back and see where have I sought truth? Where did I seek truth? And God's truth set me free, brought freedom, brought peace, brought happiness, brought joy, brought healing, brought health. Where did I seek truth and find find God move for me? Well, hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that it challenged you and that you'll take steps this week to have a greater faith and to go deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about what's happening here at Redefine Church, you can visit us online at liveredefine.com. Follow us on social media at Redefine Church or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.